Um, all right, so I know we talk about a lot of fast food, but we I have do. a fast food story. Okay. okay. I don't want to start things off on a negative note, but I haven't gotten this out of my head all day. So okay. I think that also the reason why that happens is I eat more fast food on Wednesdays when we record. I, I think it's like the one day of the week I actually eat fast food. So people who listen to the show probably think it's all the time. It's not. But <laughs> I had an experience today inside of Taco Bell. I never go inside. So I went to Taco Bell for lunch. And the line was out. The, it was so long. They the drive-through like, line. The drive-through line was like 15 cars. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to go inside, which was a good call because it wasn't as busy inside. And have you guys been inside a Taco Bell recently? It's been a while. They kind of changed how they do the ordering system. Um, so you go in and, and there's like a there's a couple big uh, like tablet type things. Oh, it's a robot. It's a robot. It's and a so kiosk. you go to the robot and you order. Don't like that. And then you pay there, and then when your na- your name's up, they call your name, you get your food, you go. If you pay cash, you pay at the register after you order at the robot. So I order, I'm waiting for my food, and these two, I could tell they're like high school age kids. I live right by high school. They came in, and one Sus. of the kids, at <laughs> mid-bite, he's chewing his sandwich, and, and they looked, honestly, like they weren't like the best kids in the world, to be honest. Like, yeah. was I profiling? Sure. Like, yes, there you go. They work but, at Taco Bell. No, 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 no. These, the kids who came in. Oh. They were patrons. I see. Who, patrons, they, they got something in the, in the line outside, and it was wrong. So he came in, and this one kid is eating a burrito mid-bite. He goes, eh, and like, sl- like throws down his burrito. He goes, I said no tomatoes. And so the woman behind the counter, like, she looks and she goes, oh, I don't, you know, you didn't say no tomatoes. And he goes, what? I can't understand you. What? Make me a new burrito. Make me a new burrito. All I want is no, no tomatoes on the burrito. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. And he cr- continues to berate this woman back there. And then so one of her coworkers goes, you didn't say tomatoes. And he goes, oh, did you take the order? And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. And I almost said something. Like, I'm like, what a little shithead. But it, but I didn't want to say something because I didn't want to end up on one of those you know viral videos you see where there's yeah. but I now see why all those fights are taking places in, in McDonald's and Taco Bells it's like there's it gets hot in there and I couldn't believe the way they were talking to this lady and so you know and I go to my old man thing I'm like oh, kids these days but it can't be all you know I'm sure there's a lot of good apples out there well there's also shithead adults that pull that same kind of stuff too that end up in viral videos so that's well. the last part of my story okay so that happens and I look around and I'm just like what's going on like me and this other guy make eye contact like what the hell just happened and then this lady okay your classic Karen is at the register. <laughs> now, the, the robot thing comes back here because Karen doesn't realize that there's robots. Oh, so she's so such a boomer she, that she can't order her food. Right. So she's standing there getting more <laughs> and more mad as the minutes are, as the seconds are passing. And she, tr- and sh- the way she talks to them, as if they're, as if they're the idiots, right? Yeah. And it's just like, how dare you? I'm sitting here hungry. All I want is this and this. And so she gives her the order. And then she starts barking at him after about 30 seconds. Are you making it? It's only a bean burrito. Are you making it? And I'm thinking, bitch, you're jumping in front of like 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 10 of us back here. You don't just get to demand this. And so the 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 woman makes her stuff, comes up and like kind of puts it in her bag with a little attitude. And the, and the lady goes, oh, great attitude. And I said something. No. Yes, I say? said something. I, I was and, and I go, oh, like you had a good attitude. <laughs> and, and, and she didn't turn around. She just headed towards the door. Yep. And the guy who I made eye contact with earlier turns to me and he goes, Gave you th- nod. He goes thank God somebody said something. Yep. And I was like, what is it with these people? I was like, what's going on? You're just right in the middle of shithead young people and boomers. The 
it can't it. handle. That's what I, it is. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm definitely the type of person always says something. Do you? I do not hold back I whatsoever. Mean, hey, those people are needed in society because someone. I wish someone. Would I can have said also something be the, the opposite kids. side of that person too, though. Right. I'm right. of the belief too that um, if you go through a fast food drive-through and they get your order wrong, like that's just what you get. And if you want to go yeah. back in and say something and be nice about it, that's one thing. But am I like if I drive away and I have the wrong food, I'm just gonna eat that food and and take my lumps because that's just life. Does it change if you're in a restaurant and they get your food wrong? Will you yeah, send it back? Yeah, because then you have a waiter. But again, you're not like uh, you're not gonna be a piece of shit about it. You're right, gonna that's like, the be, main be point respectful. here. It's not that they got the order wrong. It's that yeah. it's and, and it's by the way, they way it. these two, I'm sure they didn't even say no tomatoes. I'm, I, I I would bet a lot of money, like <laughs> minus eight hundred, they didn't oh, yeah. say no tomatoes. But I was, you know, and I'm going, how, we're living in a simulation for sure. Also, if you don't like tomatoes, I don't like you either. So yeah, I'm into tomatoes. No tomatoes for things. I'm into uh, tomatoes. I already don't respect you. So that's my story. <laughs> and I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, obviously we were breaking down week uh, week 10 games. We got culture ball news. We're doing the first round of our, uh, of our bracket for culture ball helmets. But we're leading the show off with, we, we just did a taste test of the McRib. We did. We're, this is a fast food oriented show today. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, we've been. G- it's <laughs> the farewell tour. It definitely tour. is. You know, we like to dabble in different things. This isn't necessarily a tailgate food, but you can always show up to a tailgate with some McDonald's. fast food. You know, yeah. McDonald's is a go to in the McRib. It, it's seasonal. Okay. It's like the peaches. I'm upset peach season's over. You know, peach season comes and goes so fast. It's like college football season. It's so sad, but it's McRib season. It is McRib season. So we season. tasted some McRibs. All right. Can I start off with actually the the visual observation? When I gave it an ocular pat down, mm. what I noticed was <laughs> it looked a lot better than I thought it was going to look. Right. The presentation was there. A little barbecue saucy. Almost like what it looks like in the commercial. Honestly, it kind of was. I was I was pretty impressed with the with the the presentation. Uh, what, so you guys presentation, I mean, we're all about that. That's yeah, good. I give it a C. Okay. It's fine. And, and then you, and then you took your first bite and what, where, where'd you go with it? So it's been, I mean, it's probably been 10 years or more since I've had a McRib and I, my memories of it were, it was disgusting. It wasn't as disgusting as I expected it to be, but it was not good. Right. Um, I feel like the meat had no flavor. Like all you tasted was the barbecue sauce. Uh, but hold on. I, I actually thought it tasted a little bit like rib. I thought if I would have closed my eyes and we play the which meat is this game, which is Ryan's favorite game <laughs> to play a at fun night. Game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? Um, I think I would have said rib. Like, I think it for sure tasted enough like rib to where you wouldn't have been like, yeah, oh, it's just chicken or be like, it tasted enough like rib. See, it but may I not think have been like you Gordon knew Ramsay that it taste. was a McRib. If, well, if we maybe. had actually done a blind meat, a mystery meat, <laughs> I don't think you your instinct would have been rib. I just think that it had the barbecue sauce. Can we start an off-season uh, mystery meat Yeah, it's, it's going to be an off-season. It's going to be called uh, Fry and Ryan's Mystery Meat. I actually think I'd be good. <laughs> well, that already exists, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the uh, once I got a bite with pickle in it and full transparency here i did three bites and tapped out um i, I do i did have a, a very keen observation the the once i got the pickle i felt like it that helped it a little bit more but pickle was bomb pickle I was just, very good on it and I, the onion was i'm not even a big mcdonald's fan and that's like so low tier of what items i want from mcdonald's like i would have just rather had a cheeseburger or basically anything else a cheeseburger in paradise so maybe. I, yes <laughs> okay. i give it like a uh Paired heads, right? I give it a three out of ten. That's my three out of yeah. ten. You know, one oh, thing wow, I did okay. notice. Well, so thirty out of a hundred, huh? Just flat thirty. 
Or three you, out of ten. Three point, so three point <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> you know, you know one thing that I did notice. I think the barbecue sauce they use is a different barbecue sauce than they have in the packets. It is. Yeah, I think they switched oh, sure. up the barbecues. Right. So that it's was probably uh, cheaper to mass produce. Little obs I, I had. Bet. All right, I'm gonna give it forty three and a half out of a hundred. And I'm doing ribs is my marker. 43 so and a half 43 ribs. and a half ribs out of 100 ribs. It wasn't bad. I would probably get it if it was the only thing on the menu. And they said, we're out of everything else. Would you like this? And you know, I'd, it's I'd, a glowing I'd go, endorsement. I'd say, if you know I what? Had, if I was hungry and it was the only thing I could eat, I think I'd, I'd get it. I'd say, you know what? Give me a goddamn McRib. Ryan, yeah, what's your so, rating? Uh, so and just like overview. looking at it, after I took that first bite, it kind of looked like, like the meat itself. It looked like... Um, the same that a McDonald's hamburger looks like. You know, it's just, just thicker and a little bit lighter. Maybe they just stuff it into a rib patty-shaped thing, and that's <laughs> just I'm what not, it I'm is. I'm not sure, but I will agree with Will that all I could really taste was the barbecue sauce. Uh, tangy, I'm I'm not opposed to what it. What about the little pickle, little onion on top? That See, was a nice, not a nice huge flare. fan of pickles, but, you know, I'll eat them. Mm. Um, the raw onion, I do like that aspect of it. Um, I love pickles. The fact that it was still hot, I'll give that to him. Um, yeah. And it's the farewell tour. I'll give yeah, it. Right. Yeah, no right. No way. Exactly. It's the farewell tour. It's just like when, a, it's when like a rapper or a boxer says they're retiring. <laughs> yeah. They always come back. Yeah, it's the Tom Brady of sandwiches. <laughs> um, I'll give it I'll give it a 57 out of 100. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That's I mean, I ate almost, the whole thing. Almost you did. a passing grade. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I was impressed. You ate the whole thing. So well, there you I go. showed okay. up hungry, too. Uh, I, it might I not know, even... that, that was the other thing. I was like, yeah. I am hungry, so I will eat the whole thing. All right. Well, there you go. That was the McRib uh, review. Boom. Yeah. Not a, not a big fan, but you know what? We did it. And I can wait another 10 years before I have one, I think. <laughs> That's my assessment. Um, but I mentioned we have we have a good uh, show, and we have a couple pieces of college football news, and none yes. bigger than Brian Harson fired from Auburn. Yep. It finally happened. A bet board victory for me. We'll add it to the... Uh, no, what are you talking... That His was a memory board. is the memory of an 85-year-old. Oh, you're right. It already was. It was in last year. Oh. But, but it's not just this. It's I so many it right. other things. It's like, yes, w- last year we counted because I was was kind enough. See, <laughs> I get you, you, no good deed, Ryan. No good deed. Uh, I bring up the, <laughs> the fact last year that I messed up and said Brian Harson wouldn't be the coach of Alabama towards the end of the year. I feel so bad from the bet board that I bring it up and, and I give Will a victory <laughs> last year and he wants to take another I one this season when he's already beating me. I did forget. 9-7. I did forget that it was already totaled into last year. Okay. But that's weird that you totaled into up. last year considering he hadn't been fired yet. But um, I, I, I it's because the bet was voided right then that's and there. That's true. So I will say the, bet. the first thing that came to mind when I saw Brian Harson was fired was like, oh, it's a bet board victory. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I thought. <laughs> it's too. just because we talked about it so much. We have three current bet boards going for the futures bets. Yes. We have Ohio State wins it. Will's got that. If Ohio State goes into the playoffs number one uh, in the uh, college football playoff top 25, that's a bad word for me. And then Will, I was actually going back today for over some stuff, and we had Louisville over under. Yes, seven. I've got that yeah. here too. And we also have the uh, UAB New York Six Bowl. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, do I brought I, that up on do purpose. I, have this, to pull, this, I brought that up on purpose. Do I Relax. have to pull the audio? The, the uh, good thing on this is this all recorded, but no. Let that, the record show. Let the record show. Do you know what Will's doing? Do you remember when I put the Ohio State helmet on Will's desk in an attempt to get in his head? Yeah. I think this is Except a ploy. It's working for me. No, 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 no. no this is a good thing. I'm getting in the zone more, but yeah, Will has got me going. 
going a little bit. Will's playing the slow game. Will is playing the slow game. It's like a like a nice pot of chili. That's He's right. a tenant inside your head. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, he is out. Um, and we, I mean, everyone kind of saw this coming. And now already the the names of potential hires are being thrown out. The one that I still don't get, and and maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. But everyone is saying Lane Kiffin, and I just don't see the chance. I, I don't see the likelihood that he will have hit three. SEC head coaching jobs in a matter of years. You know, obviously he was at Tennessee, left that for USC. Now he's at Ole Miss. I don't see him leaving Ole Miss for the Auburn job to stay in the same division, but a lot of people are throwing that name out there. How much of an upgrade do you think Auburn is? I mean, because now we're considering booster money, facilities, right. how the team is right now kind of matters. Not that much to stay in age. But I like, do think it's an upgrade um, compared to Ole Miss as far as like what the buy-in is from from alum, from getting like NIL money. I think it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's a massive upgrade, and I don't see him leaving. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't either. Ole Miss fits him so well. Like He seems like Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin has taken on that identity so well. And he's one of my favorite coaches. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But Brian Harson out. Um, and we'll see if he goes back to Boise State. I think he should team up with Scott Frost and go to another school. And the, oh, and the two of them, you have Scott no. Frost run the offense. You have Brian Harson be the head coach. And they go to maybe a smaller school. Maybe maybe that's where the, the maybe that's the Buffs future head coach. I was going to say, bring him to Boulder. Yeah, Brian Harson well, and Scott Frost. I'd be okay with that. Co-head coach. <laughs> um, I would rather just take Brian Harson instead of Scott Frost. But you know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Scott Frost is OC. That's what I think. That's, yeah. that's what you do. But it's a big deal. And, and we'll see who they get. But... Um, Before we do move, move off Lane Kiffin, you know, one, one thing that I was workshopping for the show that has not made it on the air yet that I'm considering doing in the offseason hmm. is you guys know how I like to bring out the musical stuff sometimes? Writing a song, That's Amore, <laughs> where the lyrics are like College Ball Tailgate, and it's about that love, like what you love about College Ball Tailgate, mm -hmm. or just about College Ball uh, in general, right? And one of the ones that I thought of was... Uh, when the coach in the game is a kiffin named Lane, that's amore. <laughs> it's not horrible. No, no, it's great, it's like, actually. It's like doing one of those. You know, be, uh, be I like fun. the wordplay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so real quick, uh, one name that comes to mind. Um, what about Matt Rule at Auburn? Interesting. Yes. Well, we can't rule it out. Hey, uh, I would say. I kind of like that though. Matt Rule is going to be a hot commodity. He's going to be. A, I, I think, think he's, so a, too. he's a good coach. I think he's definitely going to end up in college again, as opposed to to the NFL. And he did such a good job turning around Baylor so fast. I think that's actually a really good name for sure. Um, and, and that would be a good hire for for Auburn. I think. Um, the mm. other big piece of news we talked about, of course, on Sunday show when we were breaking down the Michigan Michigan State game. Uh, Michigan State has now suspended eight players involved eight. In, in the uh, – yeah. first it was four, and, and then more video came out. Now they're they're doing an investigation, four more, uh, indefinitely suspended from the football team and from all football. You know, they can't work out. They can't go into practice. It's not just like they're suspended from the games, um, and it's up to eight now. And so um, apparently – I mean, Harbaugh – and th there's rumor – or not even rumors. There's reports that – uh, Jemin Green, who's one of the players that on Michigan that was assaulted, um, that like his his lawyer came out and said like they're gonna they're going for full extent of the law. Like he's the one that got hit with the helmet in the head. Yeah, that I so, heard that was assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, I'm, well, I don't know, I don't know if that if it is that, but I mean he apparently he's in concussion protocol. He got his face busted up, so just pretty pretty uh, intense shit all around. It's so messed up. And uh, but you know eight players, so Michigan State at least doing the right thing. Classy, with, with, that's with classy. To, uh, Mel Tucker for <laughs> Mel Tucker, everybody, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yep. 
Um, Mel Tucker. No other college football news, though. No news. Do we want to just start start off with our first round helmet bracket? Oh, I love it. First yes. round helmet bracket. All right. So uh, round one, game one. We're just going to go uh, with the one seed first. And we're doing this, by the way, from the playoff, the new college football playoff rankings, which we'll discuss afterwards. We are using so, the CFP rankings. That's right. The top 16 teams in the college football playoff rankings. That's how we're going to be doing this. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, number one is Tennessee versus Illinois and we're doing classic helmets right Tennessee no alternates versus Illinois I'll start here Tennessee I love that they're the number one seed here because I think they have one of the best helmets I've always been a fan of their colors I like how it's just the the the, the sharp T the the stripe on top I mean it's just all so uh fresh I think it, it's it's old school because it's been around for a while but it's stayed so nice. So I love Tennessee's helmets. I think it's clear Tennessee. Illinois is nice too, but you know Illinois it's boring. It's got no pizzazz, got no no flair. <laughs> so I'm going Tennessee all the way. I I mean I, I actually like the Illinois helmet and it's it's interesting we have two orange helmets going head to head in the first matchup here, but I agree. I mean Tennessee's is just classic. The stripe down the middle uh is good. Illinois has has a stripe down the middle as well, but um I like the the Tennessee the big T, so I'll take Tennessee as right, well. So, so that's uh, 2-0. So Ryan... Uh, I mean, yeah, you got to go Tennessee. All right, there we that, go. That's a landslide. A clean right sweep. There. All right, next one, Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, right? And I think it's Ohio State here. I like the silver. I like how it's... Uh, we got a small one back here. It's too far for me to grab, but I like how it's like uh, the, the shiny silver... The stickers on the side of the helmet are nice, good colors. Yeah, the bright the, stickers kind of separate it. Yeah, for sure. The 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 multicolored stripe on top. Penn State's I think is boring. I don't like that at all. The the, the all white, the blue stripe, the blue face mask. I don't like it at all. And, and sometimes you know they go the uh, numbers. Sometimes I mean right. I, I'm not a fan of the Penn State at all. So Penn State's boring. I don't like it at all. I'm going easy Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I like a simple helmet, and Penn State certainly is that, but um, it's a little bit too simple. And as much as I hate to admit it, with Ohio State, I think they have a great helmet, one of the one of the best in college football, especially with the multicolored stripe down the middle. It's not just red, right? It's red, yeah, and it has like a few stripes there, but it's still simple and clean. So I'll take Ohio State as well. Ryan, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Ohio State as well. Um, I'll kind of push back against you there, Will. I, I hate the like simplistic helmet oh okay that's what puts ohio state over for me is that they actually put those pride stickers those buckeyes on the helmet oh so yeah. okay yeah with the stickers for sure the marijuana the stickers, leaf stickers yeah. that that <laughs> ohio state has on there for sure yeah and I, I overall like i've never liked that penn state doesn't have like any uh names or the name of the school on the jersey too that's always annoyed me i know that's yeah. that's that's separate from what we're talking about here but it's, it's a little bit like, too simple it's kind of like baseball that they're, they're just like kind of outdated traditions right. you know yeah all right uh next georgia versus utah uh two interesting ones here georgia the red helmets obviously with the g on the side the white stripe Utah has all different kinds of helmets, so maybe hard to remember their actual regular ones. It's the white Utah helmet, the multicolored stripe on top with the Utah uh, logo. I'm going to actually go Utah here. Uh, I love the Utah, how they use all different kinds of logos, and actually even their main helmet use kind of this different alternate logo that they use for football. The multi-stripe up top, the red face mask, and it goes really well with their with the jerseys too. I know this isn't about jerseys, but I think it does look really nice. So I, I, I've always liked Utah's jerseys. They got a lot of nice alternates, but that's not what this is about. I still like the uh, uh, classic helmet for Utah over Georgia. Smitty, yeah, I'm going Utah as well. Love the feathers that hang off the U. Um, Georgia stole that G from the Green Bay Packers and <laughs> and Heaven's Gate. But um, yeah, we'll go Utah. 
I'm picking Utah as well, and and even though I agree with all the same assessments, my biggest beef with Georgia when it comes to their helmets and really just their color in general, I don't like the hue of the red that Georgia has. You don't like Hugh Jackman? It's almost like an orange. Like it's it, it has it, it's like right yeah. on the borderline of red orange. I could see that. I like a darker kind of like a deeper red. I'm and into like it. a Utah red. I, it, it has always bothered me when I watch Georgia play that I feel like. Their red is like a little bit orangish. It's like a tomato that isn't fully ripe yet, and so <laughs> I, I I don't like that. Um, I do actually like the G, even though you're probably right; it's stolen from the Packers. But I'll take Utah as well. I mean, wow, we're just sweeping I mean, everything right now. Don't quote me on that. We but. haven't had no. That's a fact. Will a connoisseur of the color wheel as well. Will's our new yes. color wheel go-to guy. I, I'm actually very picky about like hues and things like that. Well, yes. you're a huge shades. You're, you're, of you're a connoisseur of lots of things. Will. <laughs> All right, next matchup, and this is my least favorite matchup in the entire. Higher bracket, two boring helmets, Kansas State and Clemson. Oh man, I think both these teams totally are disagree. Boring. Kansas State's got a silver helmet, not even as cool as Ohio State's, with the logo on the side, which the logo sucks. Kansas State logo sucks. The purple stripe, the very plain, very very he doesn't stand out at all. The gray face mask. So Kansas State's is not a good helmet. And then Clemson's is just average. You know, the Clemson logo, which is okay. The orange helmet, the purple stripe. Clemson should be better than that, right? With the white face mask. I don't like Clemson's either. So it's like a toss up. I guess I'll pick Clemson just because Kansas State's the worst of the two. But pff, not a not a good matchup for me. Smitty. I'm taking Kansas State. I love the yeah. the, the combination of the silver and purple. Boring. And my problem so with Kansas. Clemson, my problem with Clemson is white and orange aren't even their primary colors. Well, wait, orange is no, no, no. Like orange and purple though aren't. Oh, right. Isn't that their primary colors? Oh, well, I think it's orange and white, and purple is an alternate. Like an alternate. I mean, they do okay. have because they, they, they have alternate like helmets and jerseys that are purple. Right. And talk about awful jerseys, those purple jerseys that they wear. But oh, man. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, the purple and silver. It's funny that we have so similar matchups here because uh, we have two cat teams. We have two teams that have purple in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going Kansas State. I actually love the Kansas State logo. I love this. I love any team that has purple in it. I hate to admit, excluding the Los Angeles Lakers, who I hate. But like, I love the purple for both Clemson and for K State. But the tiebreaker here is I really think the Clemson logo is just kind of whatever. It's a paw print. Like it's it's more cute than it is like cool or mean. So you're going Kansas. All right, whatever. I don't care about that. I'm not going to stand up for Kansas State. I didn't like you. And I like all silver (laughs) silver helmets as well. So I'm going K State. Next matchup. This is an interesting one. Michigan and everyone. Will is a Michigan fan. Little note there. Michigan and UCLA. I'm going to start this by going. It's this one's obvious to me. UCLA. I've never liked the Michigan helmet. It's weird. It confuses me. Oh, what about the tradition? What about the old school? <laughs> Screw that. I don't like it at all. It's cool colors. I like the maize and blue for sure, but I don't like the design. Now, I will say this. It's unique. Everyone knows Michigan's helmet, so it's kind of cool that way. Right. But UCLA has got the cool color scheme, uh, the the baby blue on gold. That's just awesome. That's an awesome color scheme. And uh, I don't care. They don't have a stripe, anything like that. It just it just looks clean. It looks nice. And I think it looks cooler than Michigan's. So I'm going UCLA. Yeah, I mean, I actually love UCLA's colors. I agree with you. Baby blue on gold is a fantastic color scheme. Um, I like. I, I actually would prefer that it, being a Michigan fan, even though like it's the maize and blue. Like I think that hue of gold on, on baby Hugh. blue Hugh's is the word better. Of the day. <clears throat> That's right. Um, 
uh, Hugh Hall- Chambers Hubie, over here. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Hugh Chambers. Uh, <laughs> Love it. But the UCLA logo is so fucking boring. It's just the letters in cursive with a thing underneath it. Like, again, I don't think that that's a very cool logo. I, I, I'm surprised, actually, that UCLA doesn't even have, like, a an alternate logo based See, off, Will, like, a Bruin or a bear with or you something. Be, with you being the hipster that you are, I thought that you would Big-time like the... hipster. I thought that you would like the, the <laughs> tilt of the not all uppercase, right? Well, They're like you and then the CLA's lowercase. It's, it's plain. It's and they're incursive. It's plain. Uh, but no, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Michigan. <laughs> You're right. The winged helmet is so unique. Mm-hmm. I love the the stripes and everything, the story behind how it, you know, how it uh, first came stripes. about. Um, of course, I'm going with the Michigan helmet. I do think it's the most iconic helmet in college football. This is probably the closest one that we've brought up so far to me. Um Love the color scheme of UCLA. Uh, love the tradition of Michigan. Never, I don't have the backstory on how the Michigan helmet came to be. You want to know? Is it quick? Yeah, super okay. quick. Yeah, they, they put the stripes on the helmet because back in the day it was all leather helmets, and they wanted the quarterbacks to be able to identify who was on the offense for you know who was on their team. Oh. So they put stripes on the helmets, and that became the wing helmet. Okay. Right. I do like it on Michigan. Hate it when other teams try to replicate it, like uh, yeah. Delaware, yeah, fuck you, Delaware or uh, Chicago Bears. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan. Nice. Just, Thanks, just, I just have to. Michigan right, moves so, on. So you guys are going to have to help me with this next one, and it's because Ole Miss mixes stuff up so much. I'm having trouble finding their actual regular one. So I think the, it's the dark blue with red letters. The next matchup is Alabama – and Ole Miss, a little SEC on SEC crime, and uh, we. I'm trying to. So what I looked for when I type in Ole Miss, like the regular helmet, is I keep getting that real tree, that awesome fucking helmet they just used uh, recently. So and it, it's coming up as the main one. If that's the main helmet, that's the winner for they sure. They have like changed it a lot. I believe that like the the like original standard helmet is the dark blue with Ole Miss in cursive letters. But I don't think that's been there. Like, they have so many helmet options. Like, by the way, Ole Miss has some of the most fire helmet uh, and jersey combos in all of college football. They mix it up for all their even home and away games. Like, I'm looking right now on the official website, and it says homes are blue with navy blue, aways are white with white. So it's kind of tough for Ole Miss. Like, what do we judge to be there? Google uh, Eli Manning Yeah, see, those those ones are... those are like the navy blue and reds, Dark blue with Ole Miss in in red cursive. Right. That is like the the standard But you know that all these these youngsters listening who went to Taco Bell and yelled at people today (laughs) are saying, oh, Oh, that's old school. That can't count. That's 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 twenty years ago. That's thirty right. years ago. Traditional. So I know, but we have to figure out a helmet to use here, guys. So, man, I mean, that's so tough. Um, when I think look, of Ole Miss, I get the navy blue with red cursive. I, in my I, opinion, it doesn't matter because I I love Alabama's. Again, Alabama has a great combo of helmets and jerseys together, but just the helmet is boring. It's just playing numbers on the side. Um, I, I don't like the Agreed. Alabama helmets by themselves. So Ole Miss wins regardless of what yeah, the helmet is. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I like – I, I actually – I'm glad that you guys did that for the sake of simplicity, yeah. but I disagree with you guys vehemently. I love Ole Miss's helmets. I love all of them. The real tree helmet may be my favorite helmet. Maybe a top five in college football. Let's Wait, not, you disagree let's with us, or are you picking Bama or no? No, I'm picking Ole Miss. Oh, okay, cool. No, I just so – and you guys are dumb. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> What I picked, <laughs> I picked Ole Miss. We both oh, did, did you? Yeah, yeah we, we both I was did. saying, I was saying, regardless of the helmet, they win because I okay. Alabama is well, too. Well, I'm not the only well, one in the Google verse. I'm not the only one guilty of not listening. Will <laughs> often, Will often doesn't listen to me on this show. So 
It's true. <laughs> All right, so Ole Miss wins. Last week when we were doing a breakdown, the Rebs. I say, and it was, which game was it? It was, uh, I forget what game it was, but I said, you know, the, the outcome of last week's game was irrelevant because they were outgained, they outgained their opponent by 300 yards. You know, the, the other team had four turnovers, and then I get done talking, Will goes, yeah, but look at last game's result, or last week's result. <laughs> I'm going, come on, Will. Hey, you've done that. We've, we've done it to each other. No, exactly. Okay. We've done yes. it all the time. Yeah, I like I'm to a, sometimes, yeah. I'm the only one that notices it because you guys are buried in your laptops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching the Hashtag action. analysis. All right, next one. <laughs> the matchup of the purples. TCU-LSU. Horn Frogs, Ooh. LSU. These are two good ones. I'm going to bring this up. All right, TCU's helmets are clean. I like actually TCU's kind of like Ole Miss, where they always mix it up. And right, right. A little easier to find. It's just a purple helmet with the logo on the side. Is that the classic? Yeah, that's that's. Is that just the TCU? Yeah, the, the, well, it's the TCU on the, with the frog inside. Yeah, well, that has the frog. has the horn frog underneath TCU. Yeah, yeah, that's their classic. I think. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what we're gonna use one. for this. But that's LSU classics are are the yellow, the the, exactly. the gold with the purple, yeah. and the LSU and the tiger underneath. Very similar go- designs. Actually, I'm going LSU. I like the color. I like that logo. It's kind of a different old school logo. And to me, and, and don't they have purple face masks? Yes. Oh, that's nice. Yes. That's clean. And for some reason, I think it's it's probably because LSU has. Uh, just been better lately. I associate that helmet with like fun games, big games. Oh, yeah. It's just cool. The LSU helmet is cool. So Night I'm going games on uh, CBS. Yeah, I'm going LSU Tigers. And it's a again a better hue of purple, I think, mm. than TCU. I like LSU as well. Um, I I think that the uh, the color combo is great. Again, I always try to disassociate it as much from the Lakers as possible since I hate them so much, but they're basically the exact same color schemes, oh, yeah. and I, I love it for LSU, so I'm taking the Tigers here. Yeah, I'll go LSU as well. Wow. I, mean, I know we're leaving uh, jerseys out of it, but I've always liked the uh, fact that LSU also wears their white jerseys at home. Oh, for sure. Okay, final matchup here, USC and Oregon. And believe it or not, this is another boring matchup to me because Oregon has amazing helmets, but their main one sucks. Their Do main helmet even? is the green on green. It's the green uh, helmet with the uh, uh, yellow O and then the green, right, okay. the green uh, face mask. That's like their what's noted as, to, as being their main one. And that's just not a cool... No wonder they have all these alternates. It's because that one's no good. So I don't like that at all. And the USC helmet is kind of boring to me too. I don't think the Trojan logo is that cool. It looks way too much like the condom logo. It's... Uh, yes. The, Trojan the, shout out. The red <laughs> and yellow and gray. I've always thought it just doesn't pop. It doesn't look that great. You know, I mean, when USC is good, it doesn't matter what they're wearing, but I don't love it. So I think these are average helmets at best. I'm going to go USC just because Oregon's the green on green isn't good. So I'm going USC, but I don't love either of these. Yeah, I, I don't like... I mean, the Oregon, the regular ones are too plain, and all their f- fancy ones I'm not a big fan of anyway. Uh, I'm I like with, the wings on the side. I like those. Yeah, those ones are cool depending on the color schemes, I think. Yeah. But as far as classics go, I mean, I would go with Southern Cal. I'm with you. I think the gray face mask needs to be... They got to do something with that. They need to make it white, or they need to make it black or something. I actually love... What about yellow? What about to match the to logo? Ma- that would. I think that could look cool, yeah. but uh, it could look obnoxious, too. I don't know if you've it ever could, done yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like the, the color uh, combination again I think that, that that red and that yellow or that red and that gold go well together I'm not a huge fan of the logo but it's better than just an O in my opinion so I'm taking USC yeah as tradition goes um, USC does it for me I'll take USC the only problem I have with USC's helmets are the traditional ones is that Trojan needs to be bigger 
Mm. When you're watching it on TV, it just looks like a bunch of scribbles. Like you can't even really tell. Well, if they what blew it that is. up and made it a huge right. Trojan like, like, on the side, like, like, that'd be cool. Like do something like Boise State yeah. does on like the whole side. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I think that'd be a cool. But change. yeah, I'll go with SC. Right, cool. Okay. I'll get that made up, post it on social media. Give us a follow at College Football Tailgate on Instagram and at CFB underscore POD on Twitter. Uh, Will, you know the show is growing like crazy, right? Of course. Uh, we are. Shout out listeners. Shout out listeners. Um, we are going to hit, I think we're going to hit uh, 30,000 downloads this season. Let's go. And as a result, because we're growing every week, we, have, we literally have a, like, a bunch of new listeners every single week. So what I thought we'd do to introduce our newest listeners to the host of the show <laughs> is put together a little Meet Will uh, oh uh, tribute. Here you know? we go. You know how I like to do these, I Will? I do. Yeah, I didn't you know, know this was happening. Yeah, you know how I like to do these. So this is just to introduce Will to the new fans, the I'm new listeners this, of the show, I? just to give you an idea <laughs> of uh, the host. So, uh, I mean, Ryan, I guess let's play it back. This is the Meet Will, uh, you know, uh, what, what should we call it? The Meet Will uh, let, the, montage. Let's Meet Will montage. Let's play it. Meet your fearless leader, Will. Uh, I'm your host, Will Chambers. Will likes to think of himself as a connoisseur of many things, including beverages. So they can say whatever they want about, about my coffee, but I love it first thing in the morning. Tailgate food. Chili doesn't usually have broth or stock, and therefore it is not a soup. And of course, architecture. <laughs> I got to see Lucas Oil Stadium, okay. uh, where you know the, the, the Colts play and where the Big Ten Championship game is. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm also an architect. I'm not really a fan. It looks like a giant Costco. It's like, it's big, it's made of brick, it's not round, it doesn't look like a stadium or, or an arena. If it didn't have it printed on it, you would just be like, that's some big fucking steel factory or something. <laughs> and sometimes Will does what everybody loves. He talks about his dreams. I had a dream that I was hanging out with Nick Saban. It, it was like, it was a nice house, but it wasn't like a mega mansion. And other dreams. Like, I've been shot in, like point blank in the head in a dream one time, and it's so real that I feel like I know how it feels. And other dreams. And I remember just like in the dream being like, oh, this is so cool. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, that was, that's weird. But he's got lots of other <laughs> skills too, like knowing the most descriptive phrases in the American lexicon. I think you could see that as being, you know, kind of the first, uh, the first shoe to fall or whatever, or shoe to drop, whatever the saying is. And of course, he picks winners. We love to break down games, but, uh, you know, you should just be, people should be betting with us. There you go, Will. Wow. A little Incredible. tribute to Will. Incredible. Well, I talk too much about no my Will. dreams. So <laughs> that's a problem. Great. Yeah, that was yeah. that was awesome. Thank so you, Tyler. we're gonna have to throw the Hughes in there at some yeah, point. Yeah, the too. Hughes, exactly. He's a connoisseur of the Hughes. I'll, I'll, I yeah, I'm a you master gave us of like lexicon. three or four, you yeah. gave us like three or four drops in in like ten minutes. I will go to my grave defending my take on Luke's Oil Stadium. It does look like a giant Costco. So that was all, awesome for all the new Thanks, listeners. Tyler. There's a little there's a little get to know Will in, in a minute. That was incredible. <laughs> um, we do have the the first. Uh, edition of the college football playoff rankings that that uh, were announced yesterday. Yes. So we record uh, these these shows on Wednesdays, of course. Um, and, and last night we got our first edition of the college football playoff rankings. Um, look, they don't matter right now, obviously. Right, we're going to see how things shake out. But I did think that it was really interesting to see, uh, you know, what what the playoff rankings were to start. Um, we'll just go down the list for at least for the top ten. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you the rankings how they came out. 
uh, Tennessee, number one. Awesome. I think they're the best resume. They're the best win. Um, and I think it's amazing for, for Vol fans. And obviously, it's going to make for a really big matchup here against uh, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Uh, although I believe technically, didn't they say Ohio State and Georgia were tied at second? Or is that in the AP? Uh, that may be the AP, but right now it says Ohio State. Okay, so Ohio State second, yeah. Georgia third, Clemson fourth, Michigan five, Alabama six, TCU at seven, undefeated TCU at seven, Oregon, the Ducks coming in at number eight, Southern Cal at nine, and LSU rounding out the top ten. Um, I don't have like a ton of issues here. I do think that, um, that TCU is probably getting uh, maybe not enough respect, although – you know, to me, the the biggest glaring one is I don't think Clemson is the fourth best team in the country. Agreed. Um, I would put them behind Alabama, behind Michigan, behind TCU as well. I think I probably have Clemson number seven right now. But again, all these things are going to sort themselves out. It's not even that I think that I feel slighted as a Michigan fan, but like I don't get what like what the committee what their love is with Clemson. It's not like they have like the best resume in the world. Uh, they haven't won all their games super easily. Uh, they've looked a little shaky at moments. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I think this is kind of silly, like always, in terms of being accurate and being real and being honest. I mean, this is what matters. So it's not silly because this, uh, this is the rankings that determine the, the playoff. But right. as we've seen in the past – what the rankings are week nine, the first week they come out with them, don't mean a goddamn thing compared to the end of the season. There, right. There's changes. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens at the end of the year or leading up to the end of the year. So I don't give any stock in this, but I mean, I do something simple. I look at my ratings, other public power ratings that that, that matter. And, you know, it, it, it's 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 hysterical. The difference between the, the perception, even of the, the committee that does a pretty good job and what a lot of people define to be like Vegas, right? And what I've done is is I've kind of come up with a combination of my ratings, PFF College's ratings, uh, uh, the Brad Powers ratings. There, yep. There's a whole bunch of different public ratings that I've come up with to kind of make one unanimous, uh, unanimous top 10. And it goes like this. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Tennessee. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Clemson. Number seven, Oregon. Number eight, USC. Number nine, Penn State. Do you want to know who number 10 is in the consensus power rankings for everything that I give credit to? It's Texas. That's, and that's uh, Okay, but yeah, you're, you're factoring a lot of things here. But I mean, so where's TCU? Undefeated TCU. Uh, 12th. Wow. In the power ratings, but again, undefeated TCU. We'll talk about it a little bit today. These are power ratings based on who would be ranked above or who would be favored above who on a neutral field. Right. So all those teams I have favored over TCU, including Texas right now on a neutral field. And so this is the misconception or thing that I think the public gets wrong a lot when you're judging these teams is right now when, when, when the average college football fan says TCU, we all think, and look, I fall victim to it too. That's why I like to rely on my computer for things like this because it's a yep. it's a normal thing to go. They're undefeated. They've looked really good so far. Max Duggan, call him Dugan, Dugan has looked amazing so far. Uh, TCU is great. But when the computer tells me that they're number you know, 15, 16, I do some self-mitigation to bring them to 12, that's where they are. And so that's how why I trust these numbers so much more than the committee's top 10 and I think it's off and a lot I think Tennessee is clearly right now still behind Ohio State Georgia and oh yeah Alabama who and, and for all you yelling at me right now 
Alabama should have beat them on the road in Neyland Stadium. They missed that field goal. What happens if that kicker makes a field goal? And Alabama's undefeated. Tennessee has one loss. Everything looks a lot different. So the idea that I have Alabama ahead of Tennessee still, four points better still, shouldn't be a shock. So I think that it's 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 important where the uh, committee has these teams. But in terms of the overall ratings and being honest where they are, I think it's kind of silly. Yeah, well, but I mean, that's the difference kind of between, you know, if the, the playoff committee doesn't pick the teams based off of like power ratings, right? And true. And it's a different system for you as a professional better to be like, hey, this is how I see teams in a matchup head to head. Exactly. Right? And it's a whole different thing because I'm not consider the committee has to consider undefeated teams. And that matters. Right. Like if you're undefeated, I've always Strength said this schedule. If you if you play in a sport and you can go undefeated and not have a chance to compete for the championship, that sport is broken beyond belief. That's what's happening right now in college football. So I like right. the fact that they're putting the TCUs up there undefeated. It means a lot for the sport, but that's not my job. My job is to say, and to bring to this show, the power rankings, the the uh, betting point of view, right. and that's my top 10 for that. So, Well, and, and just to add to that point of if you can go undefeated at being broken, I kind of see this as... They're setting things up because Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, they're all going to kind of beat up on each other through the end of the season, right? Right, right? And then even if those teams have one, two losses, the committee's going to decide that um, they're better than TCU uh, even if they win the Big 12 championship. They're going to – even if Clemson wins the ACC championship. But if That's TCU- why I brought up a couple weeks ago, it wasn't crazy that I brought up a four – team SEC playoff, right. we could see a three-team SEC playoff. Yeah, we could, we true. could, but I think that if TCU's undefeated, if, if, if TCU's undefeated, I think they're still going to go, no matter what. They need to. They, 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 you're right. You may be they right will. with that, but they're going to go if they're undefeated, and, and that to me is what matters with this stuff, but but I agree, and a, and a lot of that... But even Michigan, like you, you look at Michigan-Ohio State, they're going to have to beat each other. One's going to have to beat the other, right. and then have to win the Big Ten Championship. That's so why, one of those teams is going to get That's why when we did our top four, I chose Ohio State number one, Michigan number four, because I think Ohio State wins that game, does whatever in the but Big Ten But your honest opinion, a Ohio State-Michigan Big Ten champion versus a undefeated TCU, who goes in? Probably TCU. You think? If it's crowded with Clemson and Ohio State and... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, because if 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 we're talking about if it's down to either Ohio State or Michigan and TCU, it's going to go to Ohio State or Michigan. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so so if it's, that, Ohio, that if it's Ohio State one, uh, let's say uh, Georgia two. Let's the say question becomes a, a one Clemson loss: three. Michigan or Ohio State versus. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, undefeated TCU. Because I, I doubt. Yeah. I doubt. A I, one, guys, one guys, loss I'm going to stand by what I said. I think an undefeated TCU gets an over a one loss Michigan or Ohio State. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. and that contradicts what my top four said. I'm but now reevaluating things. I believe the committee would reward te- It's the Big 12. It's not the American, even though that's respectable. It's, no, it's the Big it. 12. I get it. I just don't think we're going to see three. I don't, I don't think we're going to have to worry about seeing three SEC teams. I think they'll put in two. No, I I, I don't truly believe three SEC teams. Right. I, but it's possible, it's though. It's a possibility. Yeah, I, sure. I don't believe it. I, I just I, don't. I think they'd find a way to wiggle out of it because ultimately they, they know that it's probably better for the whole state of college football. My, my, my perfect uh, right. uh, top four at the end of the season – is uh, Tennessee, either Georgia, Alabama, um, uh, Michigan, or Ohio State, and then TCU. Okay. Assuming TCU goes undefeated. Yeah, assuming. assuming. They're nine and, and a half points. I don't even get, Tennessee, they got Georgia this week. I get Tyler picking Ohio State one based off of his power ratings, but what I don't get is why 
Because one thing I'm seeing, people were asking, like, why is Michigan five behind Clemson? And they're saying, like, well, it's because their non-conference schedule is so terrible. Um, I know that Ohio State scheduled Notre Dame, which, of course, is a big deal. Like, when they scheduled it, that's a big deal. But Ohio State's resume is not any better than Michigan's. Um, like, having a win against Notre Dame at home, now looking at what Notre Dame is, like, yeah, technically that's better than, than Michigan playing Hawaii or Colorado State or whatever. But ultimately, like, Ohio State doesn't – their best win is Penn State. Michigan's best win is Penn State. Um, and, yeah, I guess, you know, Ohio State did that on the road, so whatever. I, I'm not saying that Michigan should be ranked ahead of Ohio State. No. But the people that are saying, like, that's why Clemson is ranked ahead of Michigan, I, I mean, you could definitely say that, that Clemson's overall schedule is tougher than Michigan's, but I don't really get that whole, like, oh, we're punishing Michigan because of their non-conference you know, schedule. Here's the thing that people are missing with Ohio State is they've been killing teams, exceeding expectation in a lot of their games, and they've right. been showing and doing nothing. So they're showing nothing in the playbook. They're running none of their complex stuff. They've gotten really, I mean, pretty vanilla so far on offense this year. Yet they are, uh, I mean, here's the, the score of some of their games. 54-10, 49-20, 49-10, 52-21. And what do we always talk about? Some of these teams like Clemson, who skate with these three-point wins when they should be destroying teams, they get the W and we all move on, turn the page. What you should do if you're a good, a great elite team, is exactly what Ohio State's doing. You take care of business, you kill other teams, you never make it close. I mean, Ohio State, their closest game this year is Penn State 44-31. Besides that, it's not even close. There's not one close game on their schedule. So you could say strength of schedule isn't there, Notre Dame's overrated, Wisconsin's overrated, all that nonsense, but they've taken care of everybody. And what I see with other teams is they're struggling with it with everyone on their schedule. Alabama, Clemson, even Georgia, they are struggling with teams they should be doing exactly what Ohio State's doing. So that's why I've upgraded Ohio State two and a half points in my rankings, which isn't a massive upgrade, but but it's an upgrade. And I, I think that they're doing better than the average person thinks because they haven't played a great team, except Penn State is borderline top 10. Like, like Penn State is a really, really good team in a lot of different power rankings, and they just you know lost that 44-31. Just because Penn State lost to Ohio State and Michigan doesn't mean they're a bunch of bums. Ohio State, Penn right. State's a good team. No, I agree. But like again, like it, if you watch that game in entirety, that wasn't a game that Ohio State like their offense didn't dominate Penn State in that game. You know what I mean? Like Penn State threw three interceptions. That's been and my gave point. Them, with, but with you Ohio, have to factor that into like Ohio State's defense as well. Dude, a hundred percent. But and here's the thing. Remember my breakdown last week when we previewed Penn State Ohio State. What did I say? I said. You know, Ohio State's win during last week's show, last week against Iowa, was fraudulent. Their average starting position was the 45-yard line. Remember when I named all those drives? They had like four four plays, one yard, four plays, four yards. Yep. All those, they were scoring drives. I thought it was not impressive, right? So I'm agreeing with all that stuff, but it's just not fair to say because of that, they're a worse team. They're doing what they need to do to win 54-10, 49-20, 49-10, 44-31. It looks great in the eyes of the committee. They're doing what they need to do while conserving everything for this stretch run at the end of the year for Michigan, Big Ten Championship playoffs. Gotcha. Well, I, I think with Ohio State, too, um, watching their games the first halves aren't impressive iowa penn state and then the second half they kind of turn it on and i think that's what people kind of miss yeah i mean but that's exactly what happens when you have a vanilla game plan but you're the more talented team and you have incentive to run the score up because let's not pretend ryan day isn't doing a lot of this i mean what they score like four five you know three four times in the fourth quarter against iowa right you know a lot of these are are just running it up late but that's exactly good. Ryan Day's smart. He knows the committee goes, wow, look at these wins. 34-point win over the right. 44. They don't look at the details. We got rid of the BCS, but we didn't really. 
You, know? you guys know I was style looking at points the, still matter. I was looking exactly. at the playoffs today. You know the playoffs have been going since 2014. Wow. Yeah. That's so. We're I, old. I would have thought it would have been like five, six years. I was like, damn, 2014. That's a while. We are old been doing that. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm ready for some games today. Uh, well, before we break them down, we should talk about where you should be betting on those games, Tyler. Bet US. <laughs> Maybe I can come up with a song for their advertisements. <laughs> um, BetUS.com. You get a uh, sign-up bonus if you sign up with promo code TAILGATE, but that bonus comes with a pretty big rollover. So either do one of two things. Take the bonus, take the rollover. You're going to have to gamble a little bit before you take that out, hence the rollover. Or you sign up, use promo code TAILGATE, and the reason you do that, it really helps us out. It goes a long way, and you put in promo code TAILGATE, you're going to get put in a special category where you're going to get a bunch of emails with offers and deals and bonuses and free bets just because you use the promo code TAILGATE. So it's so worth it, and I recommend sign up, put in 20 bucks, don't use any bonuses. You're going to get a ton on the back end, and I always come with a recommendation for a bet. I always come with a live, or a live, an entertainment bet, right? Recently, it's been the Academy Awards. It's been Squid Game Season 2, uh, uh, Ted Lasso last week. So I have a new one for all the British fans out there. <laughs> the British Christmas number one single winning artist. Will it be Lad Baby? Who well, I don't know who Lad Baby is, but they're the favorite <laughs> at, at plus 250. Will it be Bad Deal Skinner in the Lightning Seeds? What a warning. Plus 650. And then we get into someone that we know. Elton John, eight to one. Michael Bublé, which uh, I'm a little sore. I might take a little Bublé bath after this. Uh, Michael Bublé, eight to one. Uh, Ed Sheeran, ten to one. Taylor Swift, my girl, twelve to one. Uh, Adele, eighteen to one. Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, eighteen to one. Shout and then out. Mariah Do Carey. Do yourself a favor and check her out. Big fan. <laughs> All right. And then Mariah Carey, thirty-three to one. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, Michael Bublé, eight to one. I think if you're going Christmas single, you always got a chance with Bublé. He does so many hits, so many classics, and he's got a chance to kind of sneak up here. And I think at eight to one, he's the fourth favorite right now. You got a little nice, nice cheese. You know, is this like a Grammy style award for like best Christmas single? Like who gives out this award? Uh, the you know the, the new uh the new king of England I'm himself. Not- <laughs> <laughs> King Charles or whatever his name uh, is. Official, uh, settled based on officialcharts.com. Mm. So, so, so it's like a billboard type thing. It's a billboard type I'll thing. And Swifty. the winner, I think the winner Swifty. gets a billboard. All right, so Ryan's going Swifty at 12 to 1. I'm going Buble at 8 to 1. Will, are you going to a... Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah, big fan. Will's taking I'll, Dua Lipa. I'll take Dua Lipa. 18 <laughs> to 1. 18 to 1. Uh, so there you go. Will's Bet US. Dua Lipa you can make that bet today, right now, on betus.com. Use promo code TAILGATE. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's where you should be betting all of your college football games as well. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can bet that as well. Help us out. <laughs> help us out. Uh, support the show. You know, bet with BetUS and use the promo code TAILGATE. Help us out. So, uh, week 10 games. I think we got. Seven or eight here to break down and some big ones. Uh, we're going to start yeah, in the I Big got a couple 12. Picks. Got a couple picks. He's got a couple here. picks. We, a couple. we might have a couple bet board we'll games here. We'll see if you here. talk me into one. Um, you got me worked up already. Baylor at Oklahoma to start. We got uh, Oklahoma currently a three and a half point home favorite to the Baylor Bears, Tyler. The Bears. Oklahoma, of course, with the with the big bounce back victory last week. Uh, same for Baylor. Baylor blew out Texas Tech last week. And these are two teams that have frankly been disappointing this year based off of where they were last year. These are, 
you know, the top two teams in the Big 12 last year. Actually, I guess Oklahoma State was in the the, the Big, 12, Big 12 championship game, but um, yeah, Oklahoma State came one yard away from winning it. That's right, and but like Oklahoma was still a or whatever. Oklahoma was still like uh, you know in, in the competition as being a top Big 12 team. But anyway, I mean, I I think that these are two teams that are in a kind of a a squirrely position as far as the Big 12 goes, and for their season, I think a loss for either one of these teams could you know maybe kind of derail things moving forward as far as being able to, to uh, these are just two teams that both want to finish the season on a good note and kind of get things going in the right direction here and they did that last week but can they keep it up um i think that that oklahoma uh their major concerns on the defensive side uh in games where they play good defense they win i i think that dylan gabriel is a good quarterback but my instinct here tyler is that Dave Aranda is going to find a way to limit that offense and, and take away what, uh, you know, especially the big plays on offense. Uh, I'm leaning Baylor plus three and a half here. Where are you? Uh, so I don't love this game at all. I'm not on a side. Uh, the more I look into it and the more I examine both these teams, I actually like Baylor more and more as a team. I think they may be a little bit underrated compared to where the average fan has them. And I think that based on their big primetime games, they are looked at as being maybe a good team, not great team. And I think they're really, really good. So um, the issue here, why I'm not, I'm not taking Baylor, is because OU matches up so well. This is like an X's and O's stay away. Uh, so let's start off with Baylor. Baylor is actually better than OU at yards per play, yards per game, efficiency, and they're actually ranked higher in Football Outsiders' FEI rankings. Looking at Baylor's schedule, when they lost those two games in a row... What was that? Uh, early September against uh, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Both those games, Baylor was without key starters, and those were the only two games all season, all season long, in which they were outrushed. And so Baylor controls the game by outrushing their opponent, handling the clock, handling the flow of the game, and they weren't able to do that against Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Lost both those games. So if you want to beat Baylor, you have to run the ball efficiently. The only problem, if you want to bet Baylor, is Oklahoma does that very well. They're 14th in the country in rush yards per game. They're 10th in average line yards, which means, pretty simple, no adjustments made. How many yards are you gaining on average downs? First, second, third. It's very simple. They're 10th in the country, Oklahoma is. Oklahoma can run the football. Uh, Now, I know Baylor held KU to 23 and Texas Tech to 17 last week, but Mm. it wasn't the rushing attack that OU has. Like, like. Kansas does not run the ball like OU. Texas Tech does not run the ball like OU. Those are passing teams. Good matchup for Baylor, right? Against OU, I'm not so sure. Oklahoma's line, they can match up well. I mean, Oklahoma can run the football. So that is, to me, the whole handicap. Can Oklahoma stop Baylor running it? And can Baylor stop Oklahoma running it? Sorry about that. <laughs> My computer Will's just started computer. talking. I got an Some ad. British lady started talking about something. Sorry, sorry to interrupt your flow. No, I mean, I know. <laughs> I don't even know what page that was. It's very simple. It's an ad started playing. I'm talking about both teams rushing it or stopping the rush. That's the key to the game. Can Baylor stop OU's rush? Can OU stop Baylor's rush? Um, I really think that OU may have more success than you think. I mean, Baylor defensively is 95th in opportunity rate, despite being 27th in the country in rushing allowed. So I don't have a lot of faith in Baylor here. I think Oklahoma is actually probably better than people think. I'm not betting on it. I'm not really either, you know, leaning on either team. I like Baylor. They look really good. As a matter of fact, my, my, my uh, power rankings here have Baylor 17th. I've got about, about to 12 and a half points better than average. And Oklahoma 22nd. 
at 11.8. So I have Oklahoma worse than Baylor, but they just match up really well. So uh, no pick, but that's my handicap. And uh, what are you going, Will? I'm going to go Baylor plus three and a half. And another um, aspect of it that I think is interesting is that last year, Baylor played Ole Miss in the bowl game. I think it was the Tostitos Bowl. I'm not sure, but it, it was a New York Six Bowl. Uh, Jeff Levy, who is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, he was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. And uh, Dave Aranda's defense did a really good job of slowing that offense okay. down. Now, granted, Matt Corral got hurt in that game. But even still, I think that he he's well prepared to face a Jeff Levy offense. And again, like um, I think that when you talk about a specifically with – with Dave Aranda when he has a matchup against an offensive coordinator where he knows what they want to do and he's good at stopping it, it's very advantageous. So I'm going to take the Baylor Bears plus three and a half here. Okay, so you just talked to Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Uh, do you like Tostitos chips? Yeah, or do you, do you, I like do you the go, scoops. So I like to go, uh, I like to either go Tostitos strips. You know the strips? I like the strips the, the best. Good. And then the on the border has good uh, mm. chips. And then just the... Uh, I like the uh, mission chips. You know, the ones that come in like a paper bag. Mission are good. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then the Santitas. The Santitas are just classics. Mm. They come in the corn and, and flour. I think those might be local. Yeah, are they? I are think those so. Colorado's? Shout out Santitas. Santitas. Brought to you by Santitas. Have you ever had the uh, the lime Tostitos? You know, yeah. Those are deadly. They're, they're really addictive. Lime, lime. I started off off the lime ba- uh, bandwagon. I wasn't a fan when they first came out. Lime chips are a nice adjust, adjustment and, and addition to a normal lineup. So if you're going to have li- a lime at like a football party, you need your classic uh, flour, your classic corn, and then some lime, right? So so people have options. But if you have sure. lime there, lime is delicious with queso. You can have it with, with salsa. You can have lime with a lot of stuff. You can have it by itself. I just have it by itself. It's like a Dorito. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Oh, especially because those ones that are loaded up in the seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, they're, the, they're like the, the Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just oh, yeah. dusted. Yeah, it <laughs> always comes back to food. <laughs> um, I'm, going, I'm going Baylor plus three and a half. Uh, we stay in the Big 12. We've got Texas Tech going on the road at undefeated TCU. Currently, the Horn Frogs, nine and a half point home favorites here. Now, this Texas Tech team, if you haven't watched them play, look, their record is four and four. So if you just saw that on paper, you'd go, oh, it's not a very good team. They've played a lot of teams really tough. They are a, a scrappy team, um, an annoying team to play against. Uh, their quarterback, Donovan Smith, has been pretty good. He does have a tendency to turn the ball over, though. I think he's got eight interceptions on the year, I think, to only like 12 touchdowns. Um, But you look at the other side. I mean, TCU, even though they are undefeated, I think they're a really good team. I've bet against them and been wrong many times. They still feel to me like a team that is almost like on a a Cinderella run, right? Like, I, I don't think that they are an undefeated playoff team. I really just don't. And it doesn't mean they're not good enough to win the Big 12. I think they definitely are. But to me, it's more like a countdown of like, when is TCU going to slip up and and have one of those games? Uh, They almost did against, I mean, they looked bad against West Virginia last week uh, at a lot of times during that game. Now, ultimately, they came out with a win. They even covered with a late, you know, uh, bad beat touchdown. But um, I think that the public is going to be all over TCU here, especially because I think the average college football fan that's not watching every game probably doesn't know how good and how well coached this Texas Tech team is. Um, and you look at the new head coach there, um, Joey uh, Chestnut. No, Joey McGuire. <laughs> Joey McGuire. Uh, that would be awesome if Joey Chestnut coached the college football team. Joey McGuire. 
uh, he's like a big Texas guy, like state of Texas guy. He was a high school coach there. He's well-connected there. And I think that when you saw that he played Texas really tough, I think that when you get a matchup that's in-state, it it is extra motivating for him. And especially coming off a bad loss to Baylor last week, I think Texas Tech gets a bounce back here. I think there's a chance they win this game, uh, but I'm definitely taking uh, you know the the Red Raiders here plus nine and a half, Tyler. Hmm. Fading the public. Did what? Have can we talk Tyler into a bet board game? <laughs> well, if anyone I, can, it's you. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on you coming won't. here with a game here. <laughs> you won't. But well, I know what you're doing. <laughs> doing this too long with you. Uh, let's let TCU is. I know I was shitting on them earlier, but they are 15 points better than the average team. They are either 11th or 12th, depending on what rankings I'm looking at. They're a good team. I know they're good, and they're very, very good. efficient. They're eighth in efficiency this year, while Texas Tech is 56th. So we have two different teams in terms of total outlook. Uh, Texas Tech, by the way, my rankings 36. That's seven and a half points better than average. So. I've got TCU, the the slide play here, based on uh, power rankings and adjustments for home field. But let's start off by talking TCU because they're 8-0. They're 7th in the college ball playoff, and they covered last week against West Virginia, but it was a weird cover, kind of deceiving, fraudulent cover. So they came back late, looked really good on the scoreboard, but looked bad during the game. I mean, they could have lost that game. For sure. They beat Oklahoma State by three. They beat Kansas uh, by a touchdown, and that's looking worse and worse the more the season goes on. So... I know they're winning and looking good, like I said earlier, but I've been high on, on, on Duggan, but I don't know if they're as good as we think. You look at their stats, and turnovers are important. Turnovers are very, very key to who's going to win, cover, you know, do well in a conference, but they are largely luck, okay? Now, if you're good at turnovers, you may force... Uh, let's say if you're a great uh, uh, coach on special teams or defense, and you stress turnovers, and you stress tripping the ball and, and, and interceptions... Maybe instead of fifteen inters or uh, fifteen turnovers that team or that's a year, your defense has like eighteen, right? You increase it minimally. Now you can increase it, but the idea of having eighteen turnovers and this is hypothetical for any team or coach because you stress turnovers is bullshit. It's laughable. Historically, turnovers are largely luck. Okay, so if you're gonna get eight turnovers in a year and you're lucky, you may get ten, you may get six. The point is, there's not a team who's great at turnovers. Okay, so TCU this year hasn't lost the turnover battle once. Right. That matters. Like, if you're going to lose a turnover battle by three, you know how many times Clemson has lost the turnover battle this year and won? Like, good teams turn it over and and, and you come back win, and, and come back and win? TCU hasn't done that, right? Like I said, they beat Kansas by a touchdown. They beat Oklahoma State by three, and they needed every piece of every moment of that game. So I'm not convinced TCU is a top 10 team. I have them outside borderline top 10. I think they're very good, but... In a game like this, I don't know about covering the 10 with a motivated Texas Tech team that can throw the football. The only reason why I'm not betting on this or why I don't agree with, you know, I'm not going to make it a bet with Will, uh, or, I mean, on his side, wow. you know, wow. team up on Texas Tech is, uh, like I said, Texas uh, Tech is 50, 56th in efficiency, uh, TCU's 8th. And then in terms of yards per point margin, how many yards are you uh, gaining for every point you score? TCU, 24th in the country, Texas Tech is 111th, so I just don't trust them to be able to go down the field consistently score because right. TCU is going to score. So I'm staying away from this game, and I know it's high, but it's high for a reason. But uh, Will, you're on Tech. Yeah, and look, if if you're on the TCU side, there are some things that point in the right direction. Tyler mentioned it. Like Texas Tech has 
has lived a lot of their offensive production has come through the air and TCU does a really good job of, of you know their their uh the, the teams they've played so far they're only allowing like a 54% completion percentage through the air I don't know how many like really great quarterbacks they've played to be honest with you but still that's a good thing over over this many games that's a really good sign um there's a lot of variance in this game too right because we have two brand new first year head coaches that haven't faced off uh, so we don't really know how that's going to work out. I, whenever I break down games, I love to look at recent history between the coaches and whatnot. And when you don't have that, so it doesn't make me super sure of it. But just something about my gut tells me with this being like an in-state thing, I, I'm going to take Texas Tech plus nine and a half. All right. Um, we move on. This will be the biggest game yeah. I don't of have the any weekend. games so far, by the way, I don't think. No games. No bets so far. No. Um, Tennessee at Georgia, the number one team versus the number three team, according to the college football playoff. I think it's the best two teams in the country. Um Tennessee on the road at Georgia here, and the Dogs are an eight-point home favorite. Now, look, Georgia's dominated this this matchup as of late. I believe they've won five straight against Tennessee. No surprise there, knowing where Tennessee's come from and where Georgia is now and where, they, where they've been recently. Um, and last year, this wasn't a close game. This is a 44-17 to matchup uh, uh, last year. Yeah, but this ain't your granddaddy's Tennessee. That's true. But Tennessee's offense, you know, they showed signs last year, but you're right. That was a national championship. Georgia team, one of the best, you know, ever, you could say, especially on the defensive side of things. Georgia, we've seen them be, you know, underperform, I think, based off of certainly by the spread. Um, they, they've been underperforming in a lot of games this year. Uh, they've been close in games that they really haven't, you know, you wouldn't expect them to. However, they haven't had a lot of big games. And there is something about this Georgia team that I think they get up for these big ones, and I actually expect them to play better in these bigger matchups. And for them to get a Tennessee team that right now is the number one in the country, you know, outside of like Georgia fans, I think the whole country is going to be rooting for Tennessee, right? Uh, they're the underdog that we haven't seen them be dominant recently. Georgia just won the national championship game. That worries me because I think the public is going to be all over this this bet. Um, Nolan Smith, who's the best edge rusher for Georgia, he tore his peck in the game last week against Florida, um, and he he's out for the season. So that's a big deal because as good as this Georgia defense is, they haven't been as good at creating sacks, and they just lost their number one pass rusher. Um, that's going to have a big effect. Now, I think that – I mean, this is definitely the best offense that Georgia will, will have played all year long. But you look at Tennessee, too, like – even though they have the best resume for sure, they beat Alabama. Like, look at their schedule. They needed overtime to beat Pitt on the road. They beat Alabama in a really close game that could have gone either way. I mean, honestly, Alabama could have won that game. Tyler mentioned it earlier in the show. You know, this we'd be looking at this whole season a lot differently right now if a couple plays break a different uh, break another way in that game. But it worries me because I think that that there's a reason why Georgia's an eight point favorite here. And Tennessee hasn't played an, a a defense even close to this Georgia level this year. They haven't played. They've played some some decent defenses, uh, some some good ones, but certainly not to this level. Um, I want to be all over Tennessee here, but my brain is telling me Georgia's the play, even with an eight point favorite here at home. Uh, I, I think I'm taking the dogs minus eight here, Tyler. I mean, I, I hate to be boring, but I'm off another game here. I'm not. This is the furthest game I'm staying away from. You do not make money betting on games like this long term. You may hit one, you may get lucky, but but this is such a question mark for both teams. I mean, I don't know how good Tennessee is. I have absolutely no idea. I know they have a great offense, like one of the best offenses in the last five years. But how good is this defense? Like they have major question marks on defense. 
And I need to see it. Like, I need to see them perform against a team like Georgia. They gave up a lot against Alabama. They, they're giving up yards. They're giving up points. And I do have question marks. We've seen elite offense after elite offense do well in the regular season, get to the playoffs, and lose. I mean, how many times did the Pac-12 have great offenses with Washington and right. uh, whoever else? Oregon. Oregon. They get there, they get killed. Oklahoma in yep. the Big 12. Oh, amazing offenses. Get to the playoffs, they get killed. So... I'm not convinced. Tennessee fits that mold perfectly, where they're going to look amazing in the regular season. They're going to come up against a <coughs> Georgia in the playoffs, and that's when reality comes back. So, I think Tennessee's a very, very good team, very good offense. But and, and look, I'm not betting on Georgia here either because I have question marks about Tennessee. I need answered this game. Uh, Tennessee is the number five team. Overall, FEI, that's Football Outsider Stat, incorporates everything offense, defense, special teams, neutralizes it to one analytic number. Tennessee's fifth in the country overall, but they have the 33rd best defense. In those same rankings, Georgia, second overall with the number one defense. And the thing about those ratings, that adjusts for everything. It's strength, the schedule, opponent, everything. It's not pure ratings. That's based on who you've played. And everyone's overreacting to Georgia. Georgia had a tough game against... Uh, well, a tough first half against Kent State because they came out sleepwalking, probably drunk from the night before. The very following week against Missouri, they cut, they win 26-22 in a close game. That was back-to-back. Their fourth and fifth games of the season. Since then, 42-10 against Auburn, 55-0 against Vanderbilt, and they blew Florida out last week, 42-20. They've completely changed. They have a bye week in there. They're going to be just fine. This whole overreaction to Georgia, I think, is not warranted at least in staying in games. Now, the one thing that you could say is, how good is Georgia's defense? We don't know that overall, right? We know they have the number one defense this year, but, but how do you compare that to last year's defense? Because last right. year, Georgia had an all-time defense, but question marks this year. Let's flip back to the offensive side. What about the offensive rankings according to the FEI? Tennessee, number two in the country. And again, FEI adjusts for strength of schedule, opponents, everything. Guess who's number one in their ratings? Ohio State. And that's so telling because there's no zero, zero point zero human interaction on that. That's all football outsiders computer doing that stuff. So they don't know the di- they don't know what color the jerseys are, what the helmets look like, or or what the history is of these teams. All they know is what's happened this year and who they've played. And FEI offense still has Ohio State the best team. Now, Tennessee's number two, okay? Georgia, though, is number four in the offense, uh, in FEI's offensive category. So you may think Georgia, their defense, they're stopping teams. It's like, no, they have the number four offense according to those same set, those uh, same stats. So Georgia's a good team, if not great team so far this year, based on what the narrative is. And that's my next point. Clearly, the, the Tennessee is the public play here. Because what's the narrative on, on these two teams? The narrative is obviously Tennessee, amazing national champion. Could they Should they be number one? Right? And then... Georgia, a lot of people are like selling their stock because they haven't looked as good as they have last year. I still have Georgia about seven and a half points better. And I mean, honestly, I would probably lean Georgia this game. I'm going to stay away, but I am scared of Tennessee and how good that offense can be. Because Georgia's offense, or excuse me, Georgia's defense is not what they were a year ago. Last year in defensive efficiency, Georgia was first, number one in the country. This year, they're 22nd. And you may say that's not that bad, it's 22nd, but that's not the standard for a Georgia defense and where they should be with their talent. They're not getting pressure on quarterbacks. We'll mention this. They're not getting sacks like they, uh, like they normally do. They're injured. They're thin on the D-line. And they're even more injured after the the uh, Nolan Smith got hurt last week. So 
I don't know what Georgia is. Is Georgia this elite team? Is Georgia... It's funny. Last couple of years, Georgia and Alabama have been clear in my power ratings right there around 30 points better than average. And it's, 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 it's bounced back and forth from 29 to 31, but right there in that range. I have no idea if either Alabama or Georgia fall in that category this year. So I think we learn a lot about both Tennessee and Georgia this game. And I'm staying away because, as I said, it's games like this where... You know, I'd, I'd prefer to bet on some action compared to this, right? Because you get a softer game, softer market. But uh, that's my handicap. I'm not betting any team right now because I don't really know deep down who either team is. Yeah, and I don't love Georgia minus eight, but for, for giving out a pick, that's that's where I lean. And you give out every game. You're you're just yeah. a rebel. Uh, look, I'm willing to, uh, to, you know, drop the nuts on the table for every game. I'll, <laughs> I'll give a pick. Um, I think that... What I would love, and I do this a lot of times on Saturdays. I've sent you guys these. Like I know that Tyler will school me from a from a, a professional betting standpoint and tell me why it's not as advantageous to do teasers in college football. But I would love to tease Georgia down in, in this scenario. Include if I'm going to include a teaser, teasing them down like three points to like five. You know, I, at that point, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. But there's a great I know saying what, in uh, a Vegas bookie, Jimmy Vaccaro, who's one of the most uh, notorious bookies. Jimmy of all the time. Rat, don't J- send Walter your picks. Jimmy the Rat, because it'll just make you feel terrible. <laughs> uh, he's he, he one of his quotes of all time, and I just read that. You know, you, you read up on these guys, you see who the the people who built Vegas were, and his quote to everyone was, "Yeah, I'll, I'll book a college ball teaser out of my pocket." <laughs> like he, college ball teasers are so mathematically disadvantageous. It's, it's but they make me feel better. Even if you use, <laughs> even if you use a max advantage, which a max advantage teaser. That's my my phrase for it. A lot of people call it the Wong teaser because this guy Alan Wong created it. But the idea, or at least normalized it. But the idea is you tease from. You don't ever tease unless it's from two and a half to eight and a half, mm. or eight and a half to two. Like either way, because you're crossing through both the three. And the seven, seven, and now the eight, because especially in the NFL, eight's more important because more teams are going for two. But that's the idea: is even if you go through two or through three and seven in college football, it's mathematically not worth it because the the scores are so variant that that in the NFL, just comparing the two, because that's all you can do. In the NFL, the games are so close usually that teasers matter a lot. They're valuable in the NFL to the point where you can actually profitably bet teasers in the NFL over the course sure. of the season and make money. You won't bet. I mean, now look, anyone can get lucky and do it, but but no one's going to bet teasers over the course of a season and 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 expect to make money. So it's it is not great to do. I just I want to say that, but right, yeah. but that's it's fun. Because but it's fun. Tyler's a disciplined professional better, and I'm just a guy who, who wants to go. You know what? You I know like what? five you know, more than eight. You know Shoot when they call it a hit. teaser? It's because it fucking teases. It's because you go, ooh, I mm. could get a minus ten yeah. or. I could get a minus four. And you're saying I'm going to get blue balls. That's what you're saying. I like that. Uh, All right, so I'm on Georgia minus eight. Towers, stay away. Uh, We move on to another Big 12 matchup. Oklahoma State going on the road at Kansas. The dream is dead in Lawrence, Kansas. They were ranked. Uh, They've lost, I think, two out of their last three now. T did. Um, T did. T did? The dream is dead. Ah, the dream is dead. Hashtag rock chalk, no more. Um, But they, they get... A wounded Oklahoma State team at home this week. Oklahoma State, of course, last week gets blown out by Kansas State. Spencer Sanders a little banged up, but he's going to play. We have a lot of injuries, and they're a two-point favorite here at Kansas. Now, uh, Smitty and I became honorary uh, Jayhawks this year. (laughs) We were big Jayhawks fans. Um, I think they're a team that I want to root for, but the truth is that 
This is a perfect bounce back spot no! for Oklahoma State. No, this is my perfect bet board spot. Perfect, perfect. For Will, who's gonna bet on the? God damn it! I've I gotten thought, too sharp. I thought this was my spot where Will was gonna fade Oklahoma State because they look bad last week. You know, you have. You just said it. You've gotten sharp. I've gotten way the too sharp. The first couple years of the show, there's no fucking way he picks <laughs> Oklahoma State. That's. It is sharp, but go on. This is I thought the we most had it, emotion I've seen out of Tyler since we talked about you know, ketchup. This is why I, I'm winning I had, the bet board. It's because I had to circle. <laughs> it's because I had to circle this bet board game. I thought he's going Kansas. I had I to get sharp I could, because uh, last year I got so worked on the bet board I had to put in some extra thought. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> this is a bounce back spot for Oklahoma State. They just got destroyed, what, 49 or 48 to nothing 48 last week? N- uh, nil, as they say over the pond. That's right. Nil. Over the pond, they say nil. Yeah. Um and this is a, a bounce-back spot against a Kansas defense that allows a lot of big plays. Um, now, look, we mentioned on the show Jalen Daniels, Kansas <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> I came Are prepared. You sure? Yes, Jalen Daniels is Ryan back at practice. Goes, is it Jalen? Is it Jaden? Uh, J- Kansas <laughs> quarterback Jalen Daniels is back at practice. Now, I don't know how much of an effect that is has on Taylor? the game. Is it Adrian? It's Adrian. We ask, Will. I came prepared. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't think it has that big of an effect, even if he's a starter or if, if Beans is the starter, the backup. Uh, shout beans, out, beans. shout out, Beans. Um, oh no, Bibsy. <laughs> but uh, look, I think that I think that Kansas has been a fun story, but they certainly were were overperforming early on, especially when they got to the ranking level. And now they're playing an Oklahoma State team that, even though they got blown out by Kansas State, is better than that performance. So I'm taking the Cowboys here minus two. Yeah, Sorry, I know you're Tyler. taking the goddamn Cowboys. Tyler, right. Tyler's disgusted. Let's get to the. You know, it's like <laughs> he's scared about about I losing th- the bet. I board. thought that. <laughs> See, you know what Will interprets as scared is I interpret as being overly like aggressive. If I were scared, I would want to hide my bets, right? Like conserve my knowledge because information is key. When you're doing the bed board, information is I, I'm going to get you, man. You better watch out. Like Halloween just ended. That's why you wanted this Ryan one so just much. Ryan fin- just finished his. Well, it's because I, I mean, Oklahoma State's a play of mine this weekend. Mm. That's why. So my bigger plays, I just like you to go against my biggest plays. Sure. Because I think they have a bigger But the reason why you want it so much is because you're losing the bet board. Well, exactly. Let's just be real. I'm well, down see, 971. See, and that's that's why you screwed yourself last year is you wanted the bet board so bad you'd go out on a limb. That's true. Would. And now you've sharpened it up. But I've I won't say necessarily your analysis is sharpened up, <laughs> but you're playing Tyler. Miami still would board. lose in El Paso. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> Ryan's right. You're now playing me instead of playing the board. But Ryan, honestly, at the end of the day, look at Will. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I love you. You know, I, I respect your picks at the end of the day. It is like those, uh, what are the, what are the horror movies where the one person's walking at a normal speed yet? He always catches up. Michael Myers. I'm the Michael Myers of the picks. It's just a matter of time until I catch up to him and slit his throat (laughs) and the movie ends. So, whether you're creepy, well, well, with the picks, (laughs) if you want to go there, then sure. I'll buy in whether it's bowl season whether it's champion conference championships or whether it's motherfucking week 12, <laughs> I'm coming back, I'm winning, and I'm going to be the four-time champ. Okay? That's yeah, how I feel about I it. We heard it here first. He's throwing it out there. We heard it here November first. November 2nd. Let's get November 2nd. Get out and vote. All right. Uh, so let's go over the handicap. Uh, as I said, this is the classic spot where the public is going to be crawling all over one another, kind of like a Black Friday door opening at Walmart mm. to bet Kansas. People Kansas, stabbed. you know, a lot of people think that Kansas, the money was trickling, that people weren't betting on them, that you guys who jumped on the bandwagon were maybe selling your stock. But did you know, according to the Action Network, Kansas last week got the third most public money 
And the no week way. before got the first most public money. Wow. People are not giving up on the Kansas stream. So even if they drop from three to 15, I think people are going to still bet on Kansas. America they loves a comeback love story. the Jayhawks. And on the other side, what is America saying? Motherfucking Oklahoma State, they got killed last week. They can't play no ball. Then everyone's going to be betting <laughs> on Kansas. So we talked earlier in the season about when Kansas would, or at least I talked about the idea of when Kansas would run out of gas, run out of talent, and run out of ideas. And I really think that seems to have happened across the board. Team efficiency in their first five wins, when they started 5-0, and 44th. Their last three losses, 94th. This team is not playing the same. And I think it's because of what I said. They're exposed in terms of what they want to do schematically. Their talent is being exposed. They're shutting down the right players at the right time. And they're just running out of gas. They don't have the players who are used to playing elite, 12-week seasons, it's been tough for Kansas. So we talked about that earlier in the year. And Kansas is still scoring over 30 points a game and three losses. So last three losses, Kansas is is moving the ball. They're scoring, getting a lot of yards, but they're allowing over 41 points a game in all of those games. So I think Oklahoma State, like I said, rebounds because they rebound like no other team. Mike Cundy in his career covering it almost a 70% clip after a loss also, he came out and apologized to Boosters. This is big. Last week, he came out in, in like a press conference. He apologized to Boosters, school leaders, the athletic director. And he's like, this is going to be the best week of practice you've ever seen at Oklahoma State. We're going to come out. We're going to bust our ass. Like, for a coach that covers 70% of the time anyway after a loss and does that, apologizing publicly to Boosters, he's never done that. Like, this is a big moment for Mike Gundy. I think they come out and look very focused this week. So, um, you look at last week's game, I think a lot of people are going to, like I said, point at that. Oklahoma State got just outmatched, which was my concern. I said that last week on the show, so I didn't pick them. I liked them, but I could, I was concerned about their offensive line, defensive line. And let's realize Kansas State, very, very good on both O and D line. Uh, also, we talked to Oklahoma State injuries last week. They're getting a couple players back, getting healthier on defense, which is going to be key this game, slowing Kansas down. So the key to this game is defense. Who can stop the other team is important. And uh, look, last week, like I said, Oklahoma, store, uh, Oklahoma State scored zero points. But let's realize Kansas State has the seventh best defense in the country, according to uh, Football Outsiders. Contrast that with KU, who's number 111 in the country on defense. I think Oklahoma State, the healthier team, at least right now, is going to have motivation and score and move the football. So let's go. Uh, let's go, Pokes. Oklahoma State. Let's go, Pokes. Yeah, it's a bet. Um, we move on. What did to... you just do? You picked something up off the floor when I was talking. Well, when we were, uh, we did our our helmet. Uh, bracket earlier and I f- forgot that we have all these mini helmets here in the studio and I saw yeah. the USC one and I wanted to get a little closer well, look I'm going to get the Ohio State one and I agree the, uh, the gray just is not the gray is boring for the face mask on the USC helmet they got to change that I actually think white would be a good look the, uh, the uh, Tennessee helmet's right over your left shoulder as well that's the gray the alternate gray oh alternate alternates alright he's got the Bama helmet I mean look at this Ryan's got the Bama helmet but Love you voted it. for Bama over no, no, we we, oh, wait, we all voted uh, Ole Miss. Why do I, why Tyler I, doesn't listen. <laughs> Run it back. Why did I have it in my head? You guys uh, speaking of Bama, uh, the next game this we have nice. here. O- Ohio State's nice. That's it's a classic shiny. Helmets. That's real nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Their alternates look like fucking shit though. Um. Okay. <laughs> Bama at LSU. Mm. Currently, Alabama a thirteen and a half point favorite here going into Tiger Stadium. That is a big line 
for a team playing on the road at LSU. Uh, we know that LSU, they're now what? Are they number 10 in the first playoff rankings? Number 10. That's incredible. Great job from Brian Kelly. We've talked about it in the last few weeks. What a, an amazing job that he's doing, not just in from where you know they are as a team where we expect them to be this season, but from week one, the progression that LSU has made has been incredible. Um, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to... Jaden Daniels. Yep. Gosh, I'm on fire today. <laughs> Jaden Daniels. We talked about, I think this was last week, we talked about it as well. Like how impressive he has been. His improvement has been massive. Now, the numbers are great. What I will say though is when you watch LSU play, even though his accuracy numbers are fantastic, he's not turning the ball over, he's being smarter with it. It's not because he is a stand back in the pocket and pick apart a defense type thing, right? It's because Brian Kelly and his coaching staff is putting him in the right situations and setting him up for success by calling certain types of plays where things are going to work out well. That is not how you beat and score on an Alabama defense because what we know about Nick Saban is he is going to take away what you do best. That's his main focus. And I think that what you'll see in this game is that Alabama is going to focus 100% on eliminating the passing game from LSU entirely, which I don't think will be that hard when you look at Alabama's secondary between uh, um, Kool-Aid McKinstry, fucking great name, and Eli Ricks, the transfer from LSU. Uh, you have two really good boundary corners there for Alabama, and then they can focus the rest of their, of their, folk, or of their defensive scheme on shutting down the LSU run, which really is the powerhouse of the LSU offense. Now, uh, Daniels is still super deadly with his legs, He's been fantastic at that. But I think this is why you see this number. I think that most people see LSU performing really well and Alabama's defense struggling. And and this is why you see that number at 13 and a half. Um, I hate laying this many points in Tiger Stadium, but I'm taking Alabama <laughs> minus 13. Tyler, for the listeners, Tyler's head is like in it's, it's and I just, I just pointed at him. He's got his head in his hands on, on the desk right now, because I know he wanted this to be a bet board game as well. So that means Tyler's taking Bama also. Just, 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 just real quick before we move on, which, which Daniels is it? Will? Jaden. And who's the Clemson starting quarterback? The Clemson starting quarterback? Kansas State. No, Clemson. Oh. DJ Uyunglele. There you go. All who's, right. Who's Kansas State starting quarterback? Fire. Who's Kansas State starting quarterback? Adrian Martinez. There we go. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Such a good week. Out of boy. I had a great week of practice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I think that. I well, think my that, head is in my hands because I'm debating. Actually, you're wrong. You were wrong in identifying the head on the desk, which I was a Charlie. You really Brown. wanted you to go the other way. I, I was thought, a Charlie Brown head on the desk, like <laughs> totally just. I thought, yeah, I thought that it's because oh, you, you want to take womp, Bama here. Womp, Look, womp, the thing is that womp, I was womp. thinking it's a, because it's a lot I want to take LSU. And, and it's because LSU and Brian Kelly are so much better every single week. I mean, I talked about it last week. Their efficiency numbers have increased at, a, at, at this amazing rate, and the team is buying in, and they're just a really good team. It's almost like if you're a good Madden player and you get to play a game against someone you've never met before, but you get to play with like the 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 Bills or something, right? Like a, like a really good team. You're going to obviously do a lot better a lot quicker than as you play with the Broncos, right? So I think it's the same thing with Brian Kelly. He's going into an LSU situation that we all underestimated greatly the talent that was there, and yeah. they're performing quickly. They've gotten hurt. They've gotten banged up. A lot of starters have gone out. They're fine. And they're putting Jaden Daniels in, in situations where he is so comfortable, especially at home. At home, in his home stadium, 73% completion, Nine touchdowns, one interception, 
151 quarterback rating. Oh, yeah, he's also rushed for 524 yards and nine touchdowns. So I think they just need to contain uh, Jaden Daniels, which they do well. But if you look at when they've thrown the ball, LSU, and they get into these passing battles, or at least are asked to throw the ball, uh, there, there are two losses. In those two losses, Jaden threw it for his second and third highest attempts of the season. So it's no coincidence to me when LSU throws the football, they get in trouble. And what team forces you to do that better than Bama? So I don't want to fade Bama. Will knows my rule. I don't bet against Nick Saban, and I'm not going to here. That's why my head's on the desk. I'm going, God damn it, do I do it? I want another bet board game. I strongly lean LSU here. I think they show up. And I also want to talk about this. I think this is an important factor that is going to get overlooked. Brian Kelly, in his first year in the SEC, is going up against all these coaches. He wants to make a statement. For sure. And Brian Kelly is the kind of coach that can make a statement. If And he's at home. So he knew, Brian Kelly, what he was getting himself into, going to the SEC, going to LSU. And now he's like, hey, it's all happening right now. Now is my time to prove it. And he's getting that golden gem. It doesn't matter whether it's, I know Kirby Smart's good. I know there's a lot of high-profile coaches and teams. Alabama, Nick Saban, that's the gold bar. That's the standard. And I know Brian Kelly is staying up until midnight every week, working on it, wringing the washcloth, making sure they have everything for this weekend. Family. And I believe that that means something. I actually think that means a quarter point to a half point in the handicap. So I strongly lean LSU. I like it a hell of a lot more than 14 than I do 13 and a half. So the number obviously is affecting that right now. But... I don't bet against Nick Saban, especially a Nick Saban team that wants to make a statement the same weekend that Georgia might lose, that Tennessee, well, either Georgia or Tennessee is going to lose. Saban wants to stand out despite one of those team, uh, two teams losing and say, and wants everyone to say, wow, look how good Alabama is. Look how good they looked against LSU. Top 10 team on the road. So there's a lot going in different, in different directions. I lean LSU. It's not a bet board game, but uh, I lean with the Tigers here. So Yeah, and like, I'm glad that you brought that up. There is like a bit of a revenge factor here for Brian Kelly, right? Like he's been embarrassed by Alabama many times when he was at Notre Dame. And now he's got the team and he's going to say, hey, watch what I can do now. Yeah, but I don't know that he does have the team. I think he's got a good team, but this isn't the, like, in my opinion, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it and say, Brian Kelly, obviously he knew what he was getting into. And I think that that played a huge motivating factor in him taking the LSU job as he wants to prove to people like, oh, I can compete with these guys, right? That being said, you look at the kind of offenses that score a lot of points on Alabama teams, which doesn't happen very often, but they're explosive offenses, right? We saw it with Tennessee. We saw it with LSU uh, a couple years ago. Um, the, the, the rare times that, that Alabama gets scored on and they, and they you know, have these close games, they lose these games, it's typically not like a, a pro-style offense, and that's exactly what Brian Kelly runs at LSU and what he's been running at Notre Dame for years hasn't worked against Alabama. Now, I think he's got better talent at LSU. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be a, a blowout game here. But on the other side of things is the LSU defense, you know, they gave up a lot of points to Tennessee. And I think that Alabama has an equally explosive offense, you know, with Bryce Young. I think that Bryce Young is just a, a game breaker. And even though they're not as balanced on offense as Tennessee, I don't think, I don't think their running game is nearly as good. Um, I think that that Alabama's in a prime opportunity to score a lot of points here against LSU. So for that reason, again, I'm, I'm going to lay the 13 and a half with Alabama. All right. Uh, it's a, it's not a bet board. What a shame. Uh, we move on to the Big 12, Texas at Kansas State. 
the Longhorns here, two and a half point road favorites over the Kansas State team that just blew out Oklahoma State. Again, where is the public going to be betting here? Because I think the public public will want to be all over K State, but the public is kind of always on Texas. And Texas coming off a bye week here, um, you know, the embarrassing loss two weeks ago to uh, who, who did Texas lose to that they weren't supposed to? Was it? Um, well, they competed with Iowa State, but it was close. No, but yeah, who did they? They two weeks ago they they lost to, uh, and it was like derailed. It was. Um, why am I blanking on this? Help was me it out. Tech? No, uh, no, they lost Tech earlier in the year. They've got three losses. They lost to Alabama. They lost to Tech. It was Oklahoma they, State. Oklahoma State. Thank you. Uh, so look, I think that this Texas team, like, I don't know what to make of them because at times they seem really explosive. Um, I, I I've, I've talked about Quinn Ewers. I do think there are a. They, they show signs of being like an, an elite offense with him. However, they've shown signs they haven't been too. I think that with Sark, you know, a lot of times we've seen that his game plan is really fantastic and they jump on teams early, but then they, they slip up late. We haven't seen quite as much of that this year as we have in past years. Um, but having that bye week, the extra week to prepare, I think is really beneficial for Texas specifically because I do think that Steve Sarkeesian is really good at drawing up a game plan on, you know, big, big play action plays and big deep shots to score on the other team. That being said, I mean, I don't know. I'm really torn on this one, Tyler. I, I almost I almost want to make it a bet board depending on uh, what, what side you're, you're picking do, on. Okay, if you're feeling like that, I think what we should do is let's make this a bet board game. Let's make it a bet board. And So I blindly pick against whatever you're picking? Why not? You just said you were leaning that way because you're so torn, right? Well, let me hear. Yeah, I am torn. Let me hear. Let me hear what your breakdown. I is. I don't want to give you my whole breakdown first. I want to lock this thing in first. <laughs> That's not how this works. Uh, come on. Nah. I'm not going to ask you to blindly pick before. I want to hear your breakdown. Like, come on. What do you got? I feel like Will is manipulating the bedboard this year. <laughs> All right. He's well, scared. I'm not scared. I just want... Honestly, this is the opposite. I want to lock this in. I've never been more eager to lock this in. He's shaking in his boots. You're shaking Texas, aren't you? Yes. Yep. I knew you were. You... I know you... How do you pass on Kansas State at home? I know... Let's just make it a bit more. You're torn. Okay. Before I go to my... Let's just do it. No. Here's the thing is that if you... I would be much more this? confident. You, Ryan, help me out. He just said he was willing to go on either side. I did not say I was willing. I didn't willing. even give a breakdown. I said maybe. And then here's the thing. What I was hoping was, was that you were going to take breakdown. Kansas State, and then I'd be more liable to take Texas here. But Nonsense. the truth is that you took you took. Uh, you know Texas. what I think is happening? I think Will is projecting. I think Will's scared, <laughs> and he's picking my teams on my biggest game. Of games, course I'm scared. Avoiding the bet board. Have you not seen you the bet board history that recently? That I'm coming back. God. All right, well, let's yes, hear your I'm breakdown. on Texas, and it all starts with my power rankings because honestly, at some point, my power rankings have to mean something when it's such a wide gap. I've got Texas seven and a half points better. They're two and a half point favorites on the road. I can maybe, maybe get them to three and a half at the very most for home field for Kansas State. That's about it, and I'm going through a key number of three. Now, in reference to other games, I've mentioned, I've talked about Kansas State a little bit on the pod so far today. And I've talked about how Kansas State, honestly, if you look at the Wildcats this season, they've looked great to the nerds. Nerd alert! Like, the numbers look great, the stats look great, the analytics look great. Well, the only Big 12 team that's been more impressive is, is, is Texas. And honestly, I think it is more impressive and more surprising to see them higher on some of these lists. I would have assumed that, that K-State's right up there, but Texas kind of surprised me when I saw them up there. So, overall, FEI. Kansas State is eighth in the country. And again, that blew me away. I'm like, wow, Kansas State eighth in the country. That's impressive, FEI. Texas is sixth. I mentioned my power ratings earlier. Texas is 10th in the country on those. 
Defensive FEI, K-State 7th, but Texas is 12th. Again, I wouldn't expect that high. And we know, I talked about it last week, Texas is getting better offensively every single week. We see the evidence in the efficiency. So I think Texas is a better team. They're ranked higher than Kansas State in my uh, points per play margin, points per game margin, total yardage, defensive efficiency, and look at Texas's schedule. They played a substantially harder schedule. According to Phil Steele, Texas has had the fifth toughest schedule so far this year. Kansas State, number 22 in the country. 22, not bad, but it's certainly not five. So I think I'm buying Texas at like a midpoint right now, but I think I'm selling Kansas State at maybe their highest point after the overreaction to uh, Oklahoma State. So I've got Texas minus two and a half, and Ryan, we've got a bet board. No, we don't. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> don't push the button. Yeah, look, if you had if you had taken Kansas State, I would have been very inclined. But the truth well, is that well, we don't have a bet board game this week, the, so there you go, Will. Uh, well, we might. We have one game left. Um, I'm not picking a bet board game on this one. That's a pass. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, actually, it's not a pass. It might not be a pass. It might not be a pass. We'll see. But look, I I, I agree. I think the the biggest factor for me again is the week, the extra week to prepare for for the Texas offense. Um, you know. What I should have done, Ryan, I should have gone K-State and just see what he said. And if he called me on it, I should have then pulled the, pulled the, yeah, and said, wait, I want a little reverse psychology. He thinks about faking. Little double, (laughs) uh, little double dipper. We're we're both on the horns there, minus two and a half. And last but not least, we got Clemson at Notre Dame. Um, Now, this would have been a really big matchup before the season. And now after we've seen what, you know, has been happening with Notre Dame, not so much. Now, Clemson, three and a half point favorite on the road here. Uh, we talked about it with Clemson being overrated, I think, based off of their playoff rankings. But even still, this Notre Dame team has a lot of flaws, especially on offense. And I think that when you talk about a Clemson defense, this is an, <laughs> this is an opportunity for, for Clemson's defense to shine. I think that this Notre Dame offense hasn't looked good. Yeah, they did just give a beatdown against Syracuse last week. Um, but that was what, what is it, the dream breaker game? Is that what you call it, Tyler? Dream Crusher. Dream Crusher. That was because uh, Syracuse lost the game at Clemson. The next and week j- they just have to let no- all, all the new audience who we introduced you to today. Yes. Right? Let's, uh, the Dream Crusher scenario is a betting perspective and a betting si- uh, situation to where you want to f- you want to fade a team, bet against the team after they have a game losing scenario to which their dreams for the season are gone. Right. So if your goal is to win the conference championship. And you lose a game to where you're now eliminated from that goal. The following week, teams really tend to underperform. Whether it's Alabama making the playoff or a middle of the road team winning their sixth game to go to, or you know, winning game six with one you know week left in in the season to go to a bowl game, you see this all the time called a dream crusher scenario. They lose that game. The following week, it's a huge letdown. So. Yeah, and I don't even know if their I mean their dream probably wasn't to win the ACC, but I think they had that opportunity with Clemson. Syracuse did, right? And then they lose to Clemson, then they have a really big flop at home to Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is that good. I don't think that they are like turning things around that fast. I think Clemson is the better team here on both sides of the ball, and even though this it still will be a big matchup, um, I think that you're going to see a big difference in coaching ability between Dabo Swinney and, and Marcus Freeman here. So I'm taking Clemson minus three and a half. Will is so soft. Yeah, I'm taking Clemson too. He's playing you, dude. I know he is. I'm telling I'm like have, you. Know what I'm to do. You, you got to go back to the lab and I'm figure gonna, it out, dude. I'm going to have to get meta with this thing, and we're going to have to. Na- <laughs> 
after Tyler's my Tyler's gonna start like trying to like reverse psychology exactly. me I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to start handicapping my games sure. and then I'm gonna have to give a good half hour to say okay now what's Will gonna do it's like they talked about <laughs> in poker the levels of poker a first level poker player reads their cards mm. a second level poker player tries to figure out what the other person has and a third level poker player tries to figure out what you think I have Will's playing at a different level right now. Right. I need to pick it up here. Next week, we're going to come in, and you're just going to be staring at Will. Poker face. Smitty, your picks well, for the week. I didn't give my break. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm do sorry. Like, do you want my handicap Spoiler or Spoiler alert. Good Jeez. God. Oh, I mean, I'm, boy. I'm on Clemson, or do you want me to give the break? Isn't uh, that what this show's all about? Like, wait. we're supposed to handicap games, and, that, and then people listen to it, and then make bets based on some of that we're stuff? Fully like, head, up, we're fully in his head, We're fully in his head. He wants to go get another fucking McRib. All right. Gross. Uh, well, there's still half one left. So uh, I am very concerned with Notre Dame's results. Uh, you look at their win against BYU. They seemingly lost control in the second half against, I mean, a, a BYU team that does not look good right now. And Drew Pine. They changed their game, their game plan for Drew Pine. He looked good to start off with, but it's not looking good as of late, at least in terms of efficiency. 51% adjusted passing efficiency for Drew Pine. I mean, we're talking bottom 15 in the country last couple weeks for Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is severe, uh, severely limited at wide receiver. Okay, they're hurt, they're banged up anyway, they're thin. And the reason is, if you look at space created by wide receivers, they're 111th in the country. They're not getting open. They're not running routes to create space. And they've got two. They've got two. Notre Dame has just two players in their entire offense with more than 15 catches. It's week 10. Like, we played a lot of football so far. So concerns on Notre Dame's offense, especially on the outside. Now, let's talk a little gossip. You guys want to talk some rumors? Mm. You guys want to talk some Vegas juicy gossip, rumors. some juicy rumors? Hot goss. The hot goss <laughs> is one of the main syndicates who controls a lot of the line in Vegas has Notre Dame rated a lot higher than anyone else. Now, I have a, a feeling that that betters Billy Walters. And what that means is I'm scared to do that, right? When there's someone so good out there who wins so notoriously and affects the line so much, and they have a team that I disagree on, it's just like, why bet on the game, right? So I do strongly lean Clemson in this game. I probably would have made it a bet board game either way, but that is worth noting for everyone out there. It is rumored that there is a high-profile, very successful better in Las Vegas who is... Uh, and what he's done effectively is knock this... Is, it's three and a half currently. Yep. It got up to four and a half, and every time it reaches four and a half, this this individual or his team will come in and bet it back down to three and a half. So they see value at everything up to about four, they being the Billy's computer group, or the public and everyone else betting sees the other side. So look, I don't I don't want to go overboard with that piece of information, but it's worth noting that someone I'm, influential who bets like literally millions of dollars. I'm offended that you didn't consider that it could be me. It's on Notre Dame. Um, besides Will's that... Will's got the apartment on it. Yeah, right. uh, Clemson. I, I want to finish finish by talking about Clemson. Uh, they were supposed to have a great defense. Remember, we we all said Clemson this year, if they win a ship, if they, it's going to be because of that defense. And that's really not the case. This year, defensively, they're 61st in lines in uh, line yards given up on average downs. They're 65th in passing down line yards, and they're 107th in opportunity rate. What that means is pretty much how how, how often are you doing your job percentage wise? They're 107th out of 100 and what 31 teams in the country yep. on the defensive line, and they're 49th in sack rate. So I don't have a lot of faith these Clemson defense or D line can really be 
influential and, and take this game over and, 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 and squeeze Notre Dame. I mean, it's being played in Notre Dame. Probably going to be tough atmosphere. Uh, if Notre Dame can find a way to slow this game down, it could be a recipe for disaster. But still, having said that, I do like Clemson, but three and a half, probably too much. I'm, I think I'm going to just give the two games this week. Okay. Um, so uh, that's it. No bet board game there. But uh, no I do lean games. Clemson strongly. So Smitty, your picks? Uh, I'll rattle them off real quick. I'm going uh, TCU uh, minus the nine and a half. I'm going to go Georgia minus the eight. Uh, Oklahoma State minus two. And I'll go Kansas State plus two and a half. All right. Look at that. Knights of the square table. Let's Knights get to it. Knights of the square it. table. Here's my 14 parlay. Oh, let's get to some Knights. Bama minus 13 and a half. Oklahoma State minus two. Texas Tech plus nine and a half. Clemson minus three and a half. Wow. Tyler, your money dog. All right. Money dog parlay. Square parlay. We'll explain what I do every week. Uh, Tyler picks two or three, sometimes four, I don't know, money line teams that are going to give you a fat payout if you put uh, all of your tuition, money, uh, salary, life savings on it. Which let those he, dogs eat. He recommends. Yeah, let those dogs <laughs> eat. The money dog parlay. All right. This is a, this one is a long shot. Okay. okay. So approach with caution. Put it all on it. All right. Approach Let with it caution. ride. All right. So we're going to go. So this pays... Uh, almost 50 to one. Wowzers. <laughs> it's going to pay 47 to one. We're taking Florida money line. They're at Texas A&M. Okay. So Florida money line plus one. Don't mind it. Yeah. Plus 135. Yep. We're taking Charlotte money line. They're at home against Western Kentucky. Duke dogs. That's plus 510. <laughs> <laughs> well, loves it. No, that's James Madison. I know. They're all yeah, the same. Yeah. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte plus five ten, and then West Virginia. West Virginia's on the road at Iowa State. West Virginia, that's plus two thirty five. Wow. So Florida one thirty five. Matt Campbell, Charlotte five ten, West Virginia two thirty five. <laughs> That'll pay. You put. Let's say you put. That's only three. I mean, three teams. That's that's. I, I like that actually. I might throw my life savings on. Let's it. say you put fifteen on it. You're bringing back seven twenty. That's not bad for a little 15 downs. That's so, big time. Uh, there we go. Love Let's it. Let's go Charlotte. Charlotte's got to cover there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Do it. Follow us on do Twitter. It. I say do it every week. Do, do it. it. Uh, follow us on, on Instagram where we post the, uh, the, the graphics. That's College Football Tailgate. We'll see you next Sunday.